We're all saddened and confused by the Mark Bomber-Thompson revelations, arrested and charged with seven drug-related offences. We'll dig into that on today's Splash. It's Wednesday, the 2nd of May. It's time for your daily dose of Sporting Agenda, your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage, The Splash, with your host, Phil Pryor. Yeah, Fox Footy's Ben Waterworth uh, will join us in a second uh, to discuss in detail everything going on uh, in the Mark Bomber-Thompson case and situation. Of course, he was in court yesterday uh, and towards the end of my chat with Ben Waterworth. We, I might also ask him about the state of the game in AFL because that seems to be the other big issue uh, taking place at the moment. Uh, so it's an AFL edition of today's Splash. Let's get into it. Okay, so Ben Waterworth joins me from the Fox Footy offices in Melbourne to uh, talk more about uh, Mark Bomber-Thompson being arrested and charged with seven drug-related offences, um, including trafficking and possession. He was obviously in court yesterday uh, and released on bail. Uh, Benny, what what else needs to be said before we sort of um, move into some of the, the questions that we would love answered? What uh, what exactly uh, do we know and, and sort of can you provide a little bit of a, a brief overview into this one first up? Yeah, you're right, Phil. So he has been, uh, as you mentioned, bailed, uh, but under pretty strict bail conditions as well. He'll have to report to police a few times a day over the coming months. Uh, he will be next facing court on May 25. Uh, so that'll be the, the next time that I suppose we see Bomber publicly, I suppose, you know, even though we can't uh, broadcast uh, what happens inside uh, the Melbourne Magistrates Court there. Uh, but he will be appearing next in court at uh, May 25. He returned to his Port Melbourne house, the infamous Port Melbourne house uh, that was raided on January 5. He returned to that place last night. Uh, so he had a couple of cameras uh, following him uh, him there. So uh, Tom Morris has actually got a really interesting piece up on the, the Fox Sports website now about what happens next for Mark Thompson. Yeah. And, and Tom actually spoke to a, a pretty prominent lawyer who wished to remain anonymous, but was talking about how a man of Bomber's age and with no prior convictions would unlikely uh, face jail time. Uh, so that was uh, so that's obviously a lot to play out in, in court, but uh, if, you, if you're going by that, opinion from a pretty prominent lawyer here in, uh, in Victoria. Uh, hopefully there's good news there for, for Mark Thompson for his sake. Yeah, um, he's obviously uh, been uh, a, a big part of the Fox footy family down there in Melbourne as well, spending six years uh, you know, reporting weekly uh, to the AFL 360 desk with uh, Mark Robinson and Jared Waitley. Uh, he's grown probably a, a lot of close relationships, obviously with Robbo as we, um, as he touched on last night on uh, AFL 360, but uh, how has the, the Fox footy community reacted to all this down there, uh, given uh, sort of some of those close relationships? Um, and I, because I suppose a lot of you guys would have known that something was up uh, in recent times. I suppose the thing is with, with Bobber, he was, as you mentioned, part of the family for six years uh, on the AFL 360, three officially 
as an Essendon coach or part of the Essendon coaching panel, and then three as part of the Bomber Diaries. And that was, and the Bomber Diaries on a Wednesday night was always must-watch television because you never yeah. know what what Bomber was was going to do. I don't think he did a whole lot of preparation before his his segment on three sixty on a, on a Wednesday night. Uh, but it was always must-watch uh, television, I suppose. And as Robbo mentioned uh, on the program last night, is that as the years went on, it didn't seem like what happened in the Essendon supplement saga, uh, that just didn't go away from his mindset. He was always worried about what other people thought of him uh, from, from that perspective. And one of the, when you look at the, the general reaction from across the football community over the past 24 to 48 hours or so, has been the saddest aspect around that Bomber has isolated himself from a yeah. lot of football people. Robbo said last night that that was predominantly because he doesn't want to be seen by football people uh, as a cheat or have a tarnished reputation in that sense. So that's been that's been, certainly been playing on, on Mark Thompson's mind. I know a lot of people at Fox Footy that have reached out to him and have said, we hope you know how many people care for you. Yeah. And uh, the good thing is that we, we have heard that uh, Bomber did text a few of those people back uh, overnight as well. So I think that was, uh, that was really promising and, and really uplifting, I think, to hear that, uh, to hear that Bomber re- responded in, in that sense. But when you look at it uh, over the general reaction, I think people are most concerned and, you know, what to a certain extent disappointed that uh, he hasn't been able to uh, respond to a lot of text messages and, and calls when people have reached out to him over recent months. Yeah. Is it fair to mostly blame the Essendon supplement saga for uh, Bomber Thompson's downward spiral, or was there other factors that were already uh, playing a part in this as well that might even have dated back further? Well, Geelong uh, Chief Executive Brian Cook was uh, quoted in the Geelong Advertiser today that there were some, I suppose, raised eyebrows about Bomber's behaviour even during his time as, as Geelong coach as well. Now, yeah, okay. don't want to obviously put uh, two and two together, but that's what Brian did say in the, in the Geelong Advertiser this morning. Uh, but I think certainly the, the doubt... You, can, you, know, you can't exactly blame the Essendon Supplement Saga for 100% of, of the downfall. But certainly people have noted that Mark hasn't been the same person ever since yeah. uh, that, uh, that supplement saga. And I think in 2014, when he was the, uh, was the head coach there and James Hurd was, uh, came, came back into the fold and, and took back over for the 2015 season, I think uh, Mark has been disappointed with how, that handover as well. So uh, there's no doubt that, uh, that Bomber feels that when people look at him, he, he feels like uh, some think that he has a tarnished reputation. Uh, and some people might think that, but I, I know a lot of people also uh, don't think that as well. So the, the supplement saga to this day, you know, even last year at a, at a sportsman's function, he said that the supplement saga could, uh, quote, uh, end up killing me, unquote. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really unfortunate, uh, a really unfortunate uh, thing that Bomber thinks. So I suppose a feeling of guilt has really fueled um, some of the, the, the actions that, that um, Bomber Thompson has made in in recent years. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to be inside, uh, you know, Bomber's Bomber's head when it comes to this kind of thing. All we know is that he just hasn't been the same person since 2012, and particularly when the the story broke in February 2013 about uh, the doping scandal, and then the punishments that, that came down. You know, a few months later, Bomber was obviously 
uh, suspended from uh, from the game for, or you know, got a, sorry, got the hefty fine. I should rather say uh, because of that uh, involvement as well. And then uh, the messy exit from Essendon, the infamous speech at to the 2014 best and fairest where he basically put on the table that he was disappointed with, with how it had all played out. So whether, whether guilt's the right word, uh, just the, the fact is that he hasn't been the same since 2014. Yeah, so as you mentioned, he's isolated himself from a lot of friends, particularly those in, in footballing circles, uh, and he... He got. He started to get caught up uh, with uh, a different crowd and some bikies, and and there was one or two actually living in his house in Port Melbourne. Is that still sort of happening, or has he distanced himself from that? And 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 what what is uh, Bomber? I know you said he moved back into his place last night. What is yeah. his sort of life circumstances at the moment? His life circumstances. Uh Basically, uh, waiting for this uh, court case. It all leads up to this court case now, which will uh, kick off on, on May 25. Uh, whether it goes through a, um, a judge and jury kind of uh, setup remains to be seen. Tom touched on that. Uh, Tom Morris touched on that in his piece for yeah. That, that sounds so unlikely, you, right? Yeah, probably unlikely at uh, at this stage. So, yeah. uh, but I, su- I suppose you know, Robbo touched on it uh, last night that uh, that when it, we found out that. Uh, that Thompson had been involved with bikies, that was quite confronting. And that was also quite confronting when uh, news of uh, what, what court heard, what a court heard from police on Monday night that eventually led to Thompson's arrest on Tuesday night. Both of those occurrences were, uh, were quite confronting. I assume, uh, so Thompson uh, obviously had his house raided in, in January yeah. and then he, uh, and then he, uh, Faced the police, he voluntarily went, voluntarily went into police for an interview, and then voluntarily said that he was also going overseas during that time. Uh, and then once he came back from overseas, he's been laying pretty low. It has to has to be said. You know, Mark Robinson said on three sixty last night that he'd run into a few people who'd run into Thompson, and uh, said that Thompson was in pretty good spirits. Yeah, okay. uh, he was. Uh, There's some pretty conf- uncomfortable scenes, I think, from of him leaving court on uh, Tuesday night, but he was you know, having to give the odd quote for the media and still sort of walking away with a smile on his, his face to a certain extent and, and said that he was pretty keen to fight the charges. So I yeah. think, in general, he's in pretty good spirits, but no doubt there are concerns over his welfare still. Yeah, for sure. And one, I think as he walked out of the court, one of the questions he was asked um, by a TV crew was whether or not or how he will uh, plea uh, in this situation, guilty yeah. or innocent, and and he said, "Look, I've got no idea. Um, do we have any idea when he will need to potentially make a plea by? Will that happen at the next uh, hearing on May twenty-five? Yeah, I can't one hundred percent guarantee of a certain date yet. It's obviously just went through the magistrate's court on late on Tuesday night, but I assume uh, come May twenty-five, uh, Thompson would have made up his mind. He'll be having ample discussions with his legal team over the coming weeks to, to work out exactly how they fight those charges. Now, Bomber, as we saw during the supplement saga, he's a fighter. Like He's yeah. absolutely adamant that he didn't cheat during uh, or, or didn't, uh, you know, it was, was adamant that the club didn't cheat or he didn't play a big part in, in the cheating throughout uh, that supplement saga. He kept on blaming uh, Stephen Dank, uh, the infamous, uh, the infamous yeah. spy cast during that time. So we know that uh, that's Bomber's personality trait. 
whether that comes to fruition now that these charges uh, are totally separate, totally different to what happened back in 2012, uh, and it's very much personally against him, whether he goes down that same fighting route remains to be seen. Based on what I've sort of read and, and listened to over the last 24 hours, I would take a punt that he might plead guilty to possession, but definitely not to trafficking. Would that be your take as well? Oh, it's, it's really hard to, to say, Phil. Uh, you know, there, there's seven counts, seven charges on the table at, at, at the moment. Uh, it's, it, is, it is very hard to say at this stage, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, Benny. Um, I, I wish I took more, uh, more notice in legal studies back at school so that I could understand these, uh, these cases a little bit better and all the mumbo-jumbo uh, that we hear, <laughs> hear in these cases. <laughs> we'll be finding out a lot pretty soon. I think we're all getting a bit of legal studies uh, analysis and, and lessons over, over the coming month because it is a huge story. Yeah. You know, it, is, it is a story that goes beyond sport, but it led all the news bulletins uh, overnight, both radio and TV, uh, front and back page of the Herald, uh, the, um, yeah. of both the Herald Sun and the Age in, in Melbourne's newspapers and across the country, Western Australia as well. And, you know, a very popular story on foxsports.com.au, not just the main story, but the fallout, the reaction to it. Mm-hmm. There is a, there is a lot of public interest around Mark Thompson, so it's important that, uh, that we get it right and, and, uh, and try and bring it to, uh, the readers and listeners and viewers as, uh, as best as we can. Yeah. And that was one of the things also mentioned in Tom Morris's, uh, yarn today that unfortunately there are a, a lot of these cases on a daily basis, but because yeah. Bomber is who he is, obviously this is one of those cases that, um, that, that happens and, and unfolds through the media. It is. Uh, unfortunately, that's what happens with a lot of people who have a public profile when it comes to everything's uh, in the judicial system, but there's a lot of media coverage ar- around that. Uh, so, obviously, uh, the people in charge of making decisions in the courts will, will try and avoid making judgments based on what the, the media say, but you're right, Re being a, a common crime, you know, the, the, the lawyer that Tom Morris spoke to today said this is something that is dealt with every day, unfortunately. In Victoria, there is probably at least 500 people with this offence at the moment. And that's sadly the reality, I think. So it's not uncommon in terms of, uh, in terms of this going, a, a, a matter like this going through the courts, but it is uncommon that a, a person with, with Mark Thompson's profile uh, is caught up in something like this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Benny, one more question on an unrelated uh, AFL topic. Uh, the state of the game. It seems to be the other uh, issue that um, has uh, caught a little bit of fire over the weekend given the low-scoring start to the 2018 season, uh, the style of footy which is, uh, which uh, led Richmond to a, a flag last year which is based around a lot of defensive pressure, um, keeping the ball in your forward half and, and not exactly allowing the game to be as free-flowing uh, and as end-to-end as it once was. Um, I understand that AFL 360 will have a, a good hard look at this tonight with a yep. with an all-star cast. Uh, I want your take on the state of the game right now uh, and also uh, where this conversation might head. So there was, uh, there, you're right, on AFL 360 Wednesday night, they've got, they're calling it a footy forum and it's going across several generations. Mark McClure, 
Carlton Premiership, great from the 1970s and 80s. For David King, dual Premiership kangaroo in the late 1990s, early 2000s. And then right through to Nick Rebolt and Bob Murphy, who only retired last year after starting their careers in the early 2000s. So mm. it, it, it will cross a wide, uh, a wide span of generations tonight, this discussion. Look, I think it's, it's a watch, no doubt. And uh, the AFL can't make any rash decisions or can't implement, any, uh, as a matter of fact, any decisions this year. If they are going to change anything, it will have to be next year. I think Steve Hock, I think this whole situation is in very good hands. I think Steve Hocking is extremely passionate about that and he's keen to see the best results. And I, I don't think he's afraid to, to make changes. But I think that the best thing is, is that they formed, the AFL has formed a, a competition committee that encompasses uh, CEOs, presidents, football managers, captains and coaches mm. uh, and two representatives uh, across uh, across all of those sectors. And I think that's going to be a, a really uh, important committee in terms of setting up what happens next for the game. You, you can't argue with the numbers. Scoring's at an all-time low. Disposal efficiency and kicking efficiency is at uh, an all-time low after six rounds as well. Contested possessions are at an all-time high. Uh, and Stoppages and boundary throwings are at an all-time low, which adds to the congestion mm. as well. It, it is it is all linked, for mine, back to defensive pressure. And as you mentioned just uh, just then, Richmond epitomised defensive pressure. Damien Harvick famously said on on the couch pre-season that he would rather pick players that can tackle first rather than players who are highly skilled and potentially go to the scoreboard. Their game plan is all based around pressure and it's no reason why Richmond uh, are are playing so well at the moment because they're at the forefront of the modern-day trend Mm. and are forcing teams to cough up the ball more than uh, than anyone else. So it all goes back back to pressure. Whether that naturally changes, you know, remember back in the early, sorry, mid-2000s, they had Sydney and West Coast playing out these low-scoring games that were fascinating to watch, uh, and then we, you know, we thought about would this be the end of uh, high scoring? Will it be defence first all the way through? Then Geelong come out in 2007 through to 2011 yeah. and flip it on its head with attacking handball first game style that was thrilling to watch. Uh, so I think we'll see a natural progression. A team will come up with a better way yeah. uh, to overcome pressure, what Richmond does eventually. Uh, but for the time being, I think uh, whether that has to, whether has dramatic changes have to be made, I'm not 100% sure. Chris Scott threw up the 16-6 ideas, so AFLW style, playing 16 players on the field and six on the interchange bench. I don't yeah. mind it. Zoning, zoning potentially, uh, but I, I don't mind 16-6, which would be a radical change, but also go against the traditions of the game because it's always been a, an eight in the side field. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, I mean, and it, it could be interesting too to look back on last year's grand final as a sliding doors moment because in one camp you've got Richmond uh, and, and their game style and everything we know about that versus Adelaide Crows, one of the, uh, the great... Uh, modern day uh, attacking scoring team and, and just how much attacking potency they have from uh, back half right through to the, to the, the forward line. Um, and it's a copycat league. So Richmond uh, raised the trophy at the end of the day and, uh, and teams seek to, uh, to copy that style as opposed to potentially what Adelaide's doing. Yeah, no, that's 100% right. Every team is, and no matter how good a team is from their defensive half, you know, we, Adelaide, Sydney, and particularly Essendon get a lot of talk about how, uh, going, scoring from their back half is their number one go. 
I think that's I think that's incorrect. I think no doubt every team their number one priority is locking the ball in their forward half and applying as much pressure as they can to ensure the easiest score. Because you want to score, you want your score sources to start from as close to goal as possible. Yeah. Melbourne, that was their biggest Achilles heel a couple of years ago. The Dean's actually a number one for time in forward half so far this season. It just hasn't reflected in wins and losses and scoreboard. But I think we, we should hold fire on criticising Melbourne because they've got a forward half game going. So you're right, everyone is copycatting Richmond at the moment, uh, and uh, unless a team comes up with a, a, a new sexy way to try and uh, overcome that pressure, it's hard to uh, it's hard to knock off the Tigers in that sense at the moment. Because you know we do the power rankings. Maxie Lawton does his power rankings for Foxfooty.com.au every week, and Richmond unanimously at the moment is the number one side in the competition. And like that, very rarely happens so early yeah. in the season. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I look forward to to hearing what the guys have to say on. AFL 360 tonight and uh, where the conversation uh, heads and and I don't know maybe maybe next week we might have to check back in and and uh, chat more about it because uh, I, I I'm certainly fascinated by uh, by this kind of discussion and so is uh, so as an audience as well talkback callers have been calling into local Melbourne radio stations here filling it up and it's certainly taken up a lot of airways on the, on the Monday night shows as well because yeah. it is an issue that affects everyone. It affects yeah. the, the footy fan, the footy players, the coaches and the administration. It is a story that goes beyond points for and against. So uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on it. Yeah, and, and coincidentally, whilst this is going on in the AFL, you've got Todd Greenberg playing with uh, with the NRL community to hashtag talk the game up. So uh, it's yeah. a very interesting time in uh, in Australia's two big footy codes at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a very interesting time. The two biggest sports uh, in this uh, in this country as well. We're making an observation actually, and I don't know if this is one hundred percent true, but there seems to be a lot of talk from an NRL perspective at the moment, not about the game. It's about a lot about issues. Yeah. on the side and you know clubs and players probably don't help themselves in in that sense so you can understand if that's the general ob- observation that there's not a lot of talk about the nuts and bolts of the game mm. at the moment that uh that no one of the nrl ceo is, is calling for for people to celebrate it rather than diss it yeah exactly uh benny waterworth i'll let you go but uh thank you very much for joining today's edition of the splash john you feel always a pleasure Fox Footy's Ben Waterworth there, part of the Fox Footy team, keeping everyone up to date on Mark Bomber-Thompson. And also the state of the game. You can follow Benny on Twitter at BJ Waterworth. Uh, I'm at Phil underscore Pryor. Uh, and we will also try and keep everyone up to date with the big issues uh, going on in AFL. Of course, there's a Fox Footy podcast as well. Go and check that out. That's a wrap.